So we had a great opportunity to visit the best little powerlifting gym in West County, St. Louis Barbell. This is the place where we've already made PRs of our own, and it's time you do the same. St. Louis Barbell is your gateway to strength, and let's be honest, you should probably get stronger. They have nothing but high-quality equipment and an atmosphere to succeed, and your first workout is free. Once you try the place, I promise you'll want to come back. Mention that you heard it on the Iron Minds podcast and get $10 off your first full month of membership, bringing it down to just $10. Check out St. Louis Barbell on Facebook and Instagram and stop by to make your own PR. Recorded live in St. Louis, Missouri, this is the Iron Minds podcast. Oh my God. So anyway, welcome to the Iron Minds podcast. Today, this show is going to be run by your host, Dr. Danny Deadlifts. Yep. Go ahead and kick us off. What you got? What are we talking what about, Danny? Th- yeah, I don't know what we're You're on the saying. spot. That's up to you. Remember last night when I said, hey, so you're going to be on. Think of something to talk about. I wanted to talk about being a dumb, injured athlete. Oh, oh yeah. I actually think that's a good, that's my uh, favorite. A good thing to talk about. Um, I mean, you're not dumb, but I think uh, <laughs> recovery... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think recovery is is something that a lot of our at least our topic last time about like overtraining and the study that was recently published about um you know what your brain does when you're overtrained. I think the common theme is like not recovering, ways to do it. Because um, I think I was talking like from a, bo- a bodybuilding perspective. So yeah. So like, so what yeah. about being dumb, qu- questionably dumb in recovery? <laughs> So I am going through a long process of dealing with issues in my glute. Um, and I finally went to go see a PT uh, because it just wasn't getting any better. And I think there is obviously the physical aspect of it, of like, I can't do what I could do before. But I think, and Ron knows this. I can't do what I couldn't do before. <laughs> well, I, there's, I'm a, real, there's a doing, mental coach. aspect to it, especially in a sport like powerlifting where it's like, you know, my mindset for it is you're bringing a total and I can't put up a total because I mm. can't squat. I can questionably deadlift, but I can bench like a mother trucker right now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think that that's one of those things that I had to like recalibrate and determine what my goals are within the gym because mm-hmm. I couldn't achieve what I had defined as goals before. So that's particularly the biggest change is redefining goals and oh, oh Lou. <laughs> and also loving my cat. We're going to need here. a bigger boat. <laughs> I know. So that's just that was what that's what my thoughts went when we were when Ron proposed to me think of something to talk about because I've been dealing with this and changing my mindset of what fitness means to me Same. because of injury and just having to be like I'm still lucky that I have the opportunity to lift and go do things but just in a totally different fashion yeah no I am all about that we talked uh, at length I think during <laughs> Jesse's last episode Luso. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's sneaky yeah. we have a podcast cat today we have a podcast yeah podcast um, <laughs> makes me think of pod racing um, <laughs> now this is pod racing. Um, but yeah, we talked at length uh, before a couple episodes ago about how like not, I don't know, being in the off season for a bodybuilding kind of makes you. I mean, when you're when you're competing as a bodybuilder, your success is determined on like how you look, and when you no longer look that way, like 
can you call yourself successful or can, mm-hmm. can you feel good? Um, so yeah, I think like changing, I've had to change my mindset too. Like, am I a competitor first or like, am I someone who just likes to work out first? And then I'm, that led to being a competitor. So like getting back to the roots of like why you like training, I mean, cause that's what it's all about. And then from there you can be like, ah, well, if, if I'm injured or if something doesn't work this way, then I can just like reorient my goals and still be happy. And I think what you brought up of like, well, am I a competitor first or am I just a gym bro first? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that you have to question what your identity is. And I've preached against this for a long time of like powerlifting's my hobby, not my job. Yeah. But there is a part of me that goes, oh, I still have work to do on that. Um, I still have to recognize that powerlifting is a hobby and it's fun. And if it's not fun, I should stop. Mm-hmm. And um, one of those <laughs> things is determining um, how I can still have fun in the gym as a power lifter um, and still be a power lifter even if I'm not putting up a total right now and I'm just going for a bench or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel that too. Um, it's kind of changed the way that um, I, I, I think kind of the, the same aspect of like going to the gym for me is is it used to be um, I used to call I used to call bodybuilding a hobby and people would would shit on me for it like charles glass charles like i don't know somebody like charles glass like world-class trainer uh, legend athlete right exactly like uh i remember interviewing him and it's it's an interview we never uh posted (laughs) lewis parkouring chewing literally chewing on the router antenna and now the fucking power cord he only does this when we're doing something important Right now. But you, you know apologize. Pay attention to me. Yeah, Pay attention to me. This, this is truly that strategy, actually. Yeah, yeah, he's he's apologize it. for my child. But I, I, uh, I would. I interviewed Charles Glass, and we never posted the interview. Uh, the quality, the sound quality, wasn't awesome. But, but I remember telling him, you know, this hobby like bodybuilding, he, and he like adamantly stopped me, like no, like shook his head, wagged the whole finger wag thing. He's like, this is not a hobby. It's a lifestyle. It's I'm like, life. okay, huh? Yeah, like it is. You're right. I'm wrong. And then I remember like a couple days ago before. I remember. <laughs> I remember. Like earlier this week, I was like, no, nah, it's a hobby. Like it's a hobby it's for me. It's a hobby. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I've got so many other things in my life that are valuable to me. And not yeah. to say that being in the gym isn't valuable to me, but I don't want to stake my entire identity on something that can Go away. Right. Yeah. I need to be able to roll with punches. I mean, I like feel that. It would be like if it were your job or something like that. If it were a legitimate source of income, then you can call it something much then more you, serious. you have to invest But in outside that. of this, it's just something that occupies like a couple hours of your day. Right. I mean, I have a career. Like, I have friends. I have other things I want to cater to and other things that make me feel important. And yeah. I think being in the gym and not... Um, you know, you have high hopes of what you want to accomplish. Everyone mm-hmm. has sets goals and wants to achieve them. And when you've had some achievement of those things and suddenly you're regressing yeah. because of injury, because of other things in life or whatever it is, you stop feeling like you like you almost feel like, oh, I wasted so much time at a certain point. You yeah. know? Um, I mean, I've had people, I had someone suggest to me, because right now I'm pretty much bench only. Um, I'm deadlifting a little bit, uh, squatting. Today I'll be squatting just the bar when I go to the gym. Ooh. Um, but I had someone tell me, because I, I was originally 52 kg when I started powerlifting. Mm-hmm. I went up to a 57 and filled up the weight class pretty well. And with that came a pretty big bench. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a 
relatively good bench right now. Mm -hmm. And I had someone tell me, well, if you're going to be doing bench only, why don't you detrain your legs, go down to 52, win bench nats, and then go to worlds? Oh, like atrophy your legs? Yeah. Oh. Um, and I was like, that's a suggestion. But is that a practical thing that I want to implement in my life? Do I essentially want to just like let my legs atrophy, you know, kill myself to go down a weight class mm -hmm. and then go to Worlds and pay money to go to Worlds? Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's worth it for me to Ew. engage and, and do something so drastic and so dramatic just to achieve a single goal in this sport. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of wild to think about. Like, it's just totally, you know, where, where powerlifting is – for me, when I started going to the gym, it was a first. It was a powerlifting gym, and it was all just about like being strong. And it was like getting really fucking strong. And regardless of what you're doing, whether it was squat, bench, deadlift, like you just wanted to be strong. So like the concept of strategically atrophying or like like using your body in such a utilitarian way that you're just like you're you're purposely getting neglecting records, going doing this, yeah. making a name, and yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's. You probably, you approached the line between hobby and lifestyle and you were like, eh, this is a hobby, which I think more people need to realize is an option because I think a lot of competitors that I know here locally, just in the bodybuilding scene, like when they get to, I feel like when they get to, um, I don't know, they get to a certain point or like you have success in a local show or say you win your class in a local show, like my first ever show was Pink Muscle which actually just happened um, in St. Charles, Missouri, ha three years ago now, two or three years ago, and, like, won my class. And technically, I'm nationally qualified. But, like, that's where the de decision comes into mind, where it's like, okay, I qualified for a national show. Like, most people, I feel like 99% of people are like, that's next. Like, I'm doing that. And then mm -hmm. with me, it was like, I'm going to do another local show because this is really expensive. And... It's fun, but... Because guess we didn't go to Raw Nationals this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> she is expensive. Right. Um, now, granted, if you're paying me to do it, like, sure. I, I feel like it's like, a, it's like I get paid to do the job I do now. And if I were to say, eh, I really don't want to take this any further, my employer might be like, we're kind of hoping you, you would sure about that? do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this not being your job, it's like you have the option to just call it at a certain point and just be happy with it. I think it's also kind of like counterintuitive to what bodybuilding and maybe even powerlifting is probably. Yeah. It, it's the, the concept of like, you're always like getting better. Bodybuilding is like your, the day you pick up weights is the day you, you become forever small. It's like, you know, I'm never big enough. Like, Oh, I'm going to get bigger next year. going to get bigger next year. So I think there's a lot of like backlash from competitors and just the culture in general for someone to say, no, I'm going to stick where I'm at and I like what I do and it's fun and it's mm -hmm. a hobby. Um, I remember Marcus, um, Marcus Seidel had said to me uh, of Reagan Grimes, who's uh, uh, an IFBB pro bodybuilder. Um, he'd said, you know, what a shame it is for Reagan to basically st like curtail his, his growth. So he, Reagan was an open bodybuilder. He was set to be, uh, like, one of the, like, Olympian regulars, like, mass monster kind of guy because he's huge. And I think he's, like, 27. So he's got, like, a ton of time left. Mm -hmm. Room to grow. <laughs> like, how many – how old are you going to yeah, get, bro? Right? <laughs> I still love that. I still love that fucking question. We, oh. need, to, we need to pick someone yeah, apart Yeah, just with to that ask a bodybuilder that. Yeah. Be like, yeah, I don't know. How old like, do you plan on getting? I don't know. I'm sorry, what? You know, like, how old are you going to get? <laughs> 
What do you think the number's going to be? Do you think you're going to cap at like 35? What? How old are, oh, you're 36? Bro. Sounds like you're on borrowed time. Props, bro. I don't know. I knew a guy who was 37 once, and yeah. that didn't. You're going, that didn't end too well for him. You know what happened? He turned 38. He yeah. wasn't 37 anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know they shit say. gets weird. <laughs> what are you, you going to do then? <laughs> he, so he was an open competitor. Uh, 27, yeah. So he's got like another good 10 years. At least three um, years, for yeah, sure. At least three. <laughs> um, and he stopped. He was like, I don't want to be an open competitor. He, he was like, I'm going to do classic. And he just stopped. Uh, he stopped doing what the natural course of events would have been, which is to like keep growing, keep probably using more drugs, eating more food, um, you know. And I think a lot of people kind of were like, well, that's bullshit. Like, that's not what it's about. Like, you know, he... Uh, like he chickened out, or like he's a, like he copped out, and I was like, he probably realizes he he probably literally asked himself the same question like, how old am I gonna get? Like, yeah. I have priorities outside of winning a giant trophy at the Mr. Olympia con- competition, and uh, I kind of need to be around and alive for those things. So you know, like taking care of my body or like limiting you know what he's doing. So I think uh, totally applicable to the the things that I see in bodybuilding and like competitors that i know so like what are some ways that like so i think first two i mean i know you and what you do so for anyone listening that that it might also be trying to like i say work-life balance because that's what i do like what we all do like our jobs but like what is work-life balance between gym and your life so like what do you do all day and then how do you balance that with your your training so i am a professor um, and I split time in terms of how I work. Um, half of, I would say, uh, yeah, about half of my work is spent dedicated to the class and classrooms. I teach a 3-3 three, three load. Um, so is I... Is that like a 3-3 three, three load? That's like a 5-3-1 split? That's like a program? Exactly okay. like that. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exactly like that. I teach three in the fall <laughs> and three in the spring. Okay. Um, and I also am cultivating research, going to conferences, um, and then the other portion of my job is doing surface for my university. Um, and the nature of my work is not, some of it's task-oriented in terms of serving on committees and being rubber stamps and doing things like that, and of course grading and stuff like that. But the rest of my job is very um, self-starter creativity types mm-hmm. of things. I'm the one that has to decide what my syllabus says. I'm the one that has to decide what my research agenda is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I spend the majority of my life doing. Uh, and of course, you know, the typical thing that you say is you work 40 hours a week, but you always inevitably work more when you're, you know, salaried. You don't get over time mm-hmm. and things like that. Preach. Um, and that's what I do with my life, and I enjoy it. And, you know, that, that famous age-old question of what would you do if you, you know, had a million dollars and money wasn't a problem, I'd still be doing the same thing, um, yeah. which is lucky and awesome, and I'm, I've recognized that. Uh, so that's work. Life and social life, I do think is mostly based around gym for me. Yeah. Um, especially because I go to a smaller powerlifting gym. Um, 
you know, we're in, there's six of us usually in the same space every time I'm going. Mm -hmm. um, and so most of the, f the friends that I have, I've met through the gym or at least through people through the gym. Um, and of course, with Ron, of course, he's my other part of my social life, which is based out of gym culture. Yeah, I mean, that gym so culture was the catalyst for the two of you meeting. Right. So I would say that my work-life balance in terms of social life, it is based around the gym. Um, and then that's really it, I would say. I don't, ha I don't do too much. I'm old now. I used to be mm -hmm. much more fun, but I just, that's my work-life balance. And that's why I think the gym is important to me, not because it's all about setting these goals and then, you know, going out and achieving them and be and winning nationals or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's more important that I'm getting something out of the people that I know and the environment and the support and all of those things. So my work-life balance is go to work, do all of my professor shit, and then go to the gym and enjoy my time. Because yeah. I could probably get through my workouts in an hour and a half, mm -hmm. but it's nice to spend two hours or two and a half hours chatting with the people that are there. Yeah, I think that's a good... Uh, that's, that's like a really good thing to hear that you you realize the the impact that just the social hour of gym has on you um, because I think a lot of people are like I mean you know maybe it's a it, it's probably the difference between one of the differences one of the many between like bodybuilding and powerlifting culture and like conventional gyms versus versus powerlifting gyms is that like when you go to train and you know when I see like Ron's videos like or yours you know you're with a group of people who you see regularly and you talk and you catch up or you're you're shit talking so and so or you're talking about something you saw on Instagram always shit talking so always so. shit talking so and so it's welcome to how the that goes <laughs> welcome constantly <laughs> welcome to the shit talking so and so podcast with your host Lou the cat um who is just chilling the fuck you, out I right mean, now. I mean, really, he positioned himself to be the star of the show here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Lou will take your questions shortly. Um, but yeah, I think that the difference is that like you go you go to you know you're you go to train as a power lifter, but like I think the majority of bodybuilders, and I know that a lot of people will use like training partners, which is great. And you know, like a lot of really good bodybuilders do, and I think that's why they're good, is because they have someone pushing them all the time. But like majority of people are like the gym is my like meditation and it's like headphones in don't talk to anybody and it's like i think that the gym i mean i don't know I, I think it's better when you're working out with a partner because you've got someone to push you um i i would i guess i would challenge people to make their gym visits a little more sociable because i think that you know a lot of competitors at least in bodybuilding are always like you know, I sacrifice my social life. I sacrifice, you know, so much stuff um, because I want this. And I'm like, you know, like, you don't have to do that. Like, it I don't like that word sacrifice yeah. associated. I mean, I understand what the connotations mean, but that word sacrifice means I'm giving up things I like to do something else. Yeah. And I think you should, you should be able to say I'm giving up things logically that I understand I have to give up yeah. to achieve something that makes me happy. Yeah. So, like, you know... You're not sacrifice. If you are enjoying being in the gym and enjoying progressing, it's not a sacrifice to stop going out every Friday night and drinking a ton of beer and eat, you know, drunk eating Taco Bell. 
you can say yeah. that's enjoyable, but the goal that I have is significantly more enjoyable for me. So you're not sacrificing your Taco Bell binges. Mm -hmm. You're simply understanding that they don't fit into the greater goal. Yeah. But the idea of saying, I'm sacrificing all of these things, has these like negative connotations of what you're trying to do with your life. Yeah. So you're essentially saying, I'm limiting myself mm -hmm. in some way. So that was one thing that uh, old Bama Burr actually touched on during her spiel at her seminar was that uh, I think for the average gym goer and people like us, like people who compete, but we're not trying to be the best in the world at anything, like we're trying to be on personal best, is that for us, we can get through at that level without sacrifice. Mm -hmm. To be that top tier level, legitimate sacrifice does come into play because it then comes into cutting down on your personal time, your family time, your relationships. And I think you probably love your partner more than you do a medal that you're going to get that doesn't even have your fucking first place number inscribed on the back of it. You love your relationship, no doubt. And you also love competing, but that relationship is probably going to take somewhat of a hit if you're competing at the top tier number one spot level. So in that sense, I think sacrifice does exist. I think for the other 99% of the world, sorry, 98% of the world, mm -hmm. probably not so much. That 99%, they're flirting with that other top tier line, so they're probably also going through some sacrifice. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think us, mm, like, if something's yeah. feeling like a sacrifice, you just need to reevaluate, essentially. Yeah. I also feel like that's sort of essentially saying, do you want mediocrity or do you want to be the best? And I don't like that that sort of connotation either of, like, you know, well, if you don't make all these sacrifices, you're fine with you're fine settling for mediocrity, which is like I'm not settling for mediocrity. I'm settling for like mental yes. <laughs> like wellness. And yeah. scene and end. <laughs> and that's you can also say those two are tied together. Even literally like the whole concept. I think that you nailed it. It's like I think a lot of people who uh, don't have their I mean, maybe don't have a, a wrangle on their like mental mental wellness, like what it means to be like, I don't know, like. What am I trying to get at? People, people who I know who have this um, maybe borderline unhealthy obsession with going to the gym and this this dedication to where like it's teetering between hobby and lifestyle. I think that like they would look at someone like me and say Ryan's settling to be a mediocre and average bodybuilder, whereas I would say I'm doing as much of it as makes me happy without the diminishing returns of poor mental health. And I also think it's totally fine and acceptable. Like it's almost uh what we're doing right now is almost kind of like demonizing the phrase or the word mediocre. There, there's nothing wrong with being normal run of the point. mill, like middle bell curve, power lifter, bodybuilder, whatever. Like mm -hmm. it's okay to just be okay. And to like being okay. <laughs> like I can like occasionally playing with Legos. I'll never be like Jesse. And that's fucking normal you and fucking fine. Nerd. It's okay to do that. Like there's nothing wrong. Like, there are a, a really good example, I think, would be the CrossFit community. There are millions of those competitors. You know how many of those are, like, moms or dads who have six, seven kids and just wanted, like, a community of group of people to hang out with to try and, like, better themselves a little bit? Mm -hmm. None of them are looking at the world stage. The top tier thing is like absolute freaks of is freaks, there like a but they're world all still doing the exact same thing. CrossFit? They do like a world the CrossFit thing? games. Yeah, that's for the world. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, oh. um, people are like freak athletes there. They go to Mount Olympus and they bring a blood offering to Rich Froman, 
Yeah. Right? And yeah. then they... Like eight of them just recently get popped or something. I mean, at least, I would guess. Fun fact for everyone in strength sports, the top-tier athletes in all federations, all sports, all types of things, a good chunk of them are using drugs, and there's nothing wrong with that. All your heroes are cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Nobody yeah, no, cared about my point. computing until I put on the PEDs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. There are a lot of just, you know, grandmas going to CrossFit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're just doing it to fucking do it. It's just a playful fucking hobby. It's yeah. like, I like fishing. I'll go out fishing. I don't need to be better than fucking Bill Dance or Kevin Van Dam. Yeah. If anyone responds to any sort of thing relating to either of those, that's fucking Is that great. some real, f- like, fishing... Oh, yeah. Knowledge you just dropped. Fishing with Bill Dance days. <laughs> yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah, I'm I gonna find out that I like fucking misspoke and said his name incorrectly or some dumb shit because I haven't watched him since I was a child. Oh, he's that's in the, the case. Chat. We're gonna cut it out. Yep. Cut we'll fix it. it in post. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> I, and that might be um, an int- I, I don't know. It might be um, uh, a weird thing for you to hear us say on this podcast because fishing? I think, yeah, fishing for sure. I mean, we've talked about some weirder shit for sure. Um, Tastes like gum. Mm, uh, that's a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, y'all! That's a throwback. Oh. <laughs> I'm the ladybug. <laughs> y'all forgot about me. <laughs> Buckle up! This is season three, bitches. <laughs> I fucking love the ladybug and big mouth. Um, the, um, but yeah, I think when you, I don't know, maybe when you when you first clicked on the podcast and you saw Iron Minds in our description and it's like all things powerlifting and bodybuilding, you might think like. All of those things to the extreme. But I think uh, more and more of a time what we've been about is like doing those things, uh, interesting people who do those things, but then also like how do you do those things as average people? Like what's the layman's um, perspective on, you know, common issues with the powerlifting and bodybuilding? And so I think, I think like, yeah, I think if you can – I don't know. If you end your bodybuilding or powerlifting career as being a very good um very good athlete who's competed and, you know, had some success, had, you know, like you don't have to be on a national stage to have been a good powerlifter or bodybuilder. I think like, you know, mm. because really? there's a lot of the shit that comes on, comes along with that. Like, you know, I might be like um I might get top 5 in a national show, which would be fantastic. And that's like the peak of my career. And some people would be like, well, he only, he never won a national show. But it's like, washed up. Look at him. Yeah. Like, I was starting my own business. Like, I was doing a podcast. I was like uh, raising a family, like drinking beers every night. I was doing what I wanted to do. All these other things are like, it's, it's, you're, you're, you know, it's a sum of all those things that, that the success is measured on. So I think, you know, look at your, powerlifting and your bodybuilding hobbies uh is something as an addition to the rest of you rather yeah. than like something that you if have it's to not balance. supplementing your life yeah. what the fuck are you doing the analogy with? that i've always used uh, that i've considered when i've had bad days which has been a lot you know coming to terms with being injured and trying to figure out what mm-hmm. i'm doing the analogy that i've always used is who i am is on multiple different pedestals and that's how i'm supported and the powerlifting pedestal is a pretty big pedestal and a good support. My career pedestal is the biggest one. That's mm-hmm. what I care about the most. But I also have pedestals of I'm really excited about um, 
you know, I, I'm proud of the way that I curate my home and the different pieces of furniture and the decorations. I'm proud of the relationship I have with my partner. I'm proud of the friendships I have. I'm proud of the relationships I have with my parents. And all of those are different pedestals. And so when the powerlifting pedestal after a bad day gets knocked out from underneath me, mm -hmm. I still have lots of different pedestals that keep me up. Mm -hmm. And if my big pedestals all start falling, then I know I have to recalibrate in my life. Yeah. But otherwise, I have a way of keeping myself afloat and feeling confident and feeling successful Yeah. because I have so many different pedestals that are holding me up and but I'm not just staking it yeah. on one precarious thing that mm -hmm. can topple over at any moment. Right, because like a bad lift might screw up your, your session and you might feel like pretty cruddy about your, your lifts that night and be like, well, shit, like that's the most important thing about me and if that sucks then i suck and then it's like easy to get upset about um no that's a really good analogy i like that um so i guess we we might have gotten away from from what has caused you to kind of reevaluate what powerlifting is as far as injury goes so like what specifically have we talked about specifically uh, what injuries you're going through and how you're kind of like working around them so what i am dealing with is essentially um underutilized hamstrings and under engaged hamstrings and um, perhaps atrophied I, I mean i still think they're there i just haven't used them quite a bit in my squatting technique which has led to the overuse of my glutes mm -hmm. and now my glutes are just so fired up all the time that if i'm not thinking about using my hamstrings, I feel some sharp pains and shooting pains oh. um, that don't, I mean, they can go on for 48 hours um, of just sitting and it hurts. Oh, um, wow. So like pain in your hamstrings? Glutes. Pain in your glutes. Pain in my glutes. Oh. Um, so we're recalibrating and going back to the drawing board and changing stances and changing a lot of different things and starting from square one. Like I said, you know, the other day I was, uh, you know, my deadlift max is like almost 160 that's in kilos but the other day i was doing like 70 kilos like ah. literally less than 50 percent for deadlifts and we're just bringing everything up like mm -hmm. today i'll be squatting the bar literally 40 uh 40 kilograms so um i or 20 and then plus some other stuff i'm at 45 yeah. but you know what, I mean. what kind of bar do you um, have y'all kilogram uh, people you know are killing America. me um so i'm me. i'm working through these things and just building again mm -hmm. um and that's hard uh when i had when i knew what my numbers were before oh and yeah now you just sort of go any of those frames of reference are out the window mm -hmm. Now I have to start from a completely new frame of reference. Yeah, you just shake the etch a sketch and start right. over. Right. So squatting and deadlifting are the things that I am uh, trying to rebuild. Squat mo mostly. My deadlift, I think I have better hamstring engagement in that movement. Um, but my in the meantime, the way that we've been talking about, you know, resetting and finding the things that make you happy, mm -hmm. I've had to do that on a micro level too in powerlifting because my bench has just been fucking like, monster. Right. And I think it might be, you know, I'm not fatigued from doing all of those big movements and I've been able to keep the volume going on bench. And mm -hmm. it's just, I, I'm easily, my third in, in March was 70 mm -hmm. and I'm hitting that pretty much every week casually. Baller. Um, you know, I, I'm sure I'm going to be opening close to 70 for my next meet for nice. bench only meet. So, that's, I mean, if that's proof positive that if you change your mindset, you can have success. I think that that's part of that. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good, 
like look at how i mean like like a microcosm of like dealing with you know injury like resetting your expectations and then just like kind of being uh i don't know like instead of focusing on like ah damn like i can't squat i can't squat it's like what can i do yeah bent really well (laughs) exactly yeah. yeah that whole uh putting your mindset or like uh putting that idea to use reminds me of that whole um the uh what the hell was it? We're going to cut all this out. The PED article about people being fed the, uh, what the oh. hell is the fake stuff? Placebo. Yeah, the placebo. P- the placebo. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Placebo Domingo. Um, <laughs> placebo versus the people who are actually gifted steroids in that test. And the people who are given the placebo were told, you know, like, hey, you're still getting this. Mm-hmm. And they still made comparable gains to the people who were utilizing mm-hmm. drugs. And, uh, is the concept of like, well, no, like I think I'm getting this. I think I'm doing this. Like just applying the mindset of yeah. increased efforts, increased like growth and everything like that. And it actually yielding those results still. So like, to me, I was thinking of like the relation behind that of just being like, well, these things take a back seat. So now I'm putting more effort in this. And then like almost instantly and like creased results happen, mm-hmm. which like it's, it's almost one of those things like uh, maybe if the, in, in a weird way, like maybe if that, same mindset of like, oh, these additional efforts are going in here now. If we could like take that mind power or that like a uh, thought process and apply it before things ever reach that point, like how much like uh, growth could you create in different realms of your like lifting or gym culture life if you didn't like, if you weren't forced into that position, you mm-hmm. know? Like I'm kind of curious if it's just like, oh, all three of my lifts are going good, but I'm going to fucking make bench serious still. Yeah. Like you still put that mindset in without other things that are going to take the back seat. I'm kind of curious, like, uh, how strong your brain is in that mindset to where it could have still created those results. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, it, obviously, like, applying that now to your rebuilding of your squat and your deadlift coming back up, I think it's going to have that exact same kind of effect. And you also do get the uh, the luxury of starting low to where every week is growth. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is just going to keep moving up and up and up. And I think that's cool. And What's yeah. that? I mean, there's like a phrase for that where it's like you speak something. You know, you speak it into truth. Power yeah. of positivity. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of like this new age wording. I don't remember what it is, but I think uh, that is true. Yeah. Um, that idea of if your mindset is there, your actions will follow. If, the yeah. g- if this is the goal that you want, you'll do the actions to achieve it. Yeah. And again, I don't think that has to deal with sacrifice because the yeah. goal that you want is the goal that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think that's true. And I do think that your suggestion, Ron, is is very beneficial in terms of just going, well, I'm going to rebuild and my goal is to rebuild, not my goal is to, you know, get a 300 squat or, you know, that's not Mm -hmm. helpful. It's more helpful to say, I'm going to put my energy and my focus and then see where it happens. Mm -hmm. uh, In a fucked up weird way, actually reminds me of something Rich Piana, rest in peace, used to talk about oh often. God, yeah, yeah, I know. Jeez. Those 23-inch arms have been gone for a while now. Or one out. eight-hour <coughs> eight arm, arm workouts. And that was God another thing it. that he used to actually really preach was feeder workouts before he would go to sleep. So he would just get, like, a band and do, like, 300 curls with a really light band just to get, like, a stupid pump before he would go to sleep kind of thing. Mm. And that was part of his thing was, like, I'm, you know, like, destroying my biceps right before I go to sleep. So, like, I feel a really good pump. My biceps feel really good. I'm going to sleep thinking about my biceps. He was essentially proposing the idea of, like, wishing it into reality. His whole concept was, like, I'm going to sleep thinking about my biceps, thinking about growth, 
doing all this is kind of like the whole like mind matter reality thing in a, in a fucked up weird way like it was some of the old funny, but Fletcher like, videos are like yeah, that. It's, it's like, yeah, I command you to grow, right? Literally like, that. That whole concept, Jesus. that idea, it's it's fucking stupid and it's goofy, but I mean, quite literally, it, it works in reality in the sense of, like, I mean, studies have shown it. Hit the power pose before you go do an interview. Yeah. Stand like yeah, Superman in the mirror for no, five minutes. True. It yeah. fucking works. Yeah. yeah. And as stupid as that sounds, and a lot of old gym bros had shit like that, there's some merit to it. Obviously, it's fucking goofy and it's silly and everything like that, but at the same time, like, if you think about something enough, you can make it happen. You, we even see it in, like, uh, freaky alternative, like, uh, different ways. Like, uh, one of the hilarious ones was always, like, women who have, like, a pregnancy scare. Mm-hmm. Like, a woman will get bloated, start to, like, swell up a little bit, miss a period entirely. Like, they can think themselves into, like, just shy of passing a pregnancy test of being like, I'm definitely pregnant. Look at me. Like, I'm starting to swell up. I've missed my period two months in a row. I don't know what's going on. I'm freaking out. Yeah. They piss on a stick. It's gone. What happens two days after that? They get a period. It's like, right. oh, it's like once that reality was shoved in front of their face or once the idea was passed in front of them, mm-hmm. instantly it's, oh, well, everything can be back to normal now. Like, yeah. you can, your mind's absurdly fucking strong. It's kind of like that other old dumb saying of... Uh, Would you say it's an... Iron Mind. Oh <gasps> my God! That's the name of the podcast. That's the show. <laughs> That's it. That's the name of the show. That's the name of the show. <laughs> Big mouth. No, it's kind of it. To me, it kind of goes back to that same uh, goofy idea of whether you think you can or you can't. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you that, can so you can think yourself into not doing some shit. You can also think yourself into doing some shit. I th- Ron, I've told you this, but with me f- being focused on bench and pretty much you know hitting new heights on my bench almost, you know, every few weeks. I'm hitting some sort of PR uh, that's going to stop soon and we'll deal with that mental block when we get to it. <laughs> but um, that's one of the things that I've been, because you, you get intimidated and you get scared doing these, especially when it's a bar over your face. Um, yes. And one of the things that I've been doing as I'm getting set up is I will speak out loud. This is already mine. I just have to do it. Um, Lane and Norton I does that too. Oh, fuck yeah. Who? Lane Norton does oh, that does too. He? Maybe it's a PhD thing. It's yeah, gotta it's be. Gotta <laughs> be. <laughs> Once you join the club. Um, so yeah, I, I've been doing that, and essentially that's when I've felt the best. Um, when I've been like not necessarily scared, but just like just execute, do the things that you have been taught to do. You know, here this whole time, th- my whole life, I have made jokes about every time Ronnie Coleman said, "It ain't nothing but a peanut." He was just he practicing was the power of positivity. <laughs> he was wishing those heavyweights light. And he, he made them light. Baby. And it worked. Yes. When he says lightweight baby and then screams. And then squats 800 for like six. It was working. <laughs> yeah, clearly. God damn it. It's just a not as polished idea of speaking your truth. It's just lightweight baby. Ronnie Coleman is... A sage. That, what do you mean? Not polished. That's fucking clean. Lightweight baby. Simple. I that's mean, fucking that's streamlined. That's just done. I mean, that's straight to the point. That's like <laughs> a legitimate, perfect, minimal word problem. There, there's no extra. Susie has 27 barrels and Matt has three. Steve also has a cat. How many barrels do they have together? <laughs> like, why the fuck does he have a cat? Let's leave the cat out of this, all right? Just 27 and three. Easy peas. Yeah. Damn. Easy now peanuts. I kind of want to, like, I kind of want to like insert Ronnie Coleman sings into poetry now. Just to <laughs> it ain't nothing but a peanut. We need uh yeah, we need a nice landscape photo with that with the quotes, the quotations around I it. I have eaten Ronnie the plums Coleman. that were in the freezer. Forgive me. 
for they were nothing but a peanut. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> that was so beautiful. Yeah. And I love the integration that happened here. Yeah, there you go. We oh need that God. overlaid on a picture of a kitten hanging from a ledge with one claw. <laughs> <laughs> hanging there. Hanging there. Yeah. Ain't nothing but a peanut. If I could just have know. that, like Ronnie Coleman hanging from like a pull-up machine with just one giant fucking like lat. fat arm lat <laughs> hanging. Hanging there, buddy. That'd be badass. You need that. to start your own like super uptight office, but then every teamwork poster <laughs> on all the walls is literally just bodybuilders. Oh, just dude. diced up dick skin covered fucking monsters everywhere. <laughs> but like good legitimate quotes. Good yep. legitimate quotes on everything. I'm like yep. teamwork is important. And it's like all that eighties era bodybuilders flexing together and yep. shit like that. Hang in there as Ronnie doing lap pull downs yeah. and like don't forget to like back up your teammates or partners, and it's like uh, fucking. So can I bring up? I, I need to talk about this because I just was reminded. So the gym that I lift at in Maryland is called SSPT, and all along the gym there are different quotes. Mm-hmm. And one of the quotes that you see, um, and it, te- it tells you where it's from. You know, there's different ones. Um, and one of the quotes that I that's there is. Um, remember when you think you have exhausted all possibilities that you have not. Something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's deep, sure, but the thing that makes me laugh is there's usually names attached to each of this, but the one underneath this says Edge Keynote, which I'm assuming it comes from some keynote from some meeting called Edge, but I like to imagine that it's a guy named Edge Edge Keynote. Keynote. (laughs) You guys know that the guitar player for U2 is called edge right really his name is the edge that's the edge <laughs> it will edge or or the edge but yeah that's his nickname that is that's very edgy hilarious. i wonder if that's it's like, it <laughs> it's like the old Im- not old the mma fighter war machine had his name oh, legally yeah? changed legally to war changed machine. To war what machine? his name was war machine yeah really? was so first name was war, war last name machine his name was war machine just it, war machine it was probably like some yeah some shit like that. I'm looking up. Oh, so I went to, I think I talked about this in one of the last episodes. There, I went to a gym in uh, Bali that had a really good <laughs> bit of artwork on the wall. Have you seen this? I don't Have think you've seen these pictures shit yet. Oh my God. Yeah. This is beautiful. It's like, <laughs> it's a. Uh, you know what it reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of that um, Napoleon Dynamite. That's exactly what I mean. Yes. Of, of illustration. Oh. Yeah. It it's reminds like me I've of seen some people draw before. I get the concept. I'm going to say. I'm okay. I just don't know proportions. But not really. Picasso's Guernica. Like, because it looks like these people are exploding. Um, this is, uh, the guy's got like a really big mouth. But though there's. Um, that's the name of the show. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, Cotton candy brandy. No, there's, there's so, so we've got one that says, and it's just guys. I can't make this up. It's just capital letters on the wall that say, "Dependable, consistent." Spelled wrong. Result. Just one. Just one. Result. <laughs> That's it. Just result. You know, you work in the gym. It will result in gains. Right. Duh, Dependable, Ryan. consistent Dependable. results. It's like oh. they're just like putting in like. What what are you? I'm a good friend. Yep, I'm dependable. I'm dependable. <laughs> um, I like results. Yeah, there's one, and they're obviously like uh, there are Indonesian words here that I don't. I mean, workout is spelled with a U instead of an O, so it's like work. You know, like some people will say like, like a workout, like but that's, go yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. But this yeah, is yeah. like instead of it's like there's W O R K, 
W E R K and now W U R K. Work. Work. You gotta get that, 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 that work. real throaty U in there. Work. <laughs> work. Work. Yeah. Gonna worship. it. Yeah, I'm worship. down with it. I'm down Ara. with really big, Ara, enigmatic, motivational posters on the wall. Right across from where I deadlift, there's a poster of Ray Williams in my gym, which is oh one man. of those things where it's like. I mean, I guess I got to do better. Is he like lifting or is he just like it's in a no, business It's actually suit? multiple pictures of him sort of like overlaid, um, like very. So it's a shrine. Right. <laughs> a, 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 well, no, the it poster, is. it's like edited in that way where it's just like a profile shot, a shot of him getting under the bench. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like different things like that. And um, the funny thing about that poster is What's up, Lou? it had like something. I don't know what it says underneath. But every time he wins a world championship, the owners of the gym, who are his coach, mm -hmm. they just write the number and tape it over. So it says like six times yeah. <laughs> world champion. Days without an accident. Because I think, because I think, I mean, obviously the poster must have been published when he was two or three. And now there's multiple times. Yeah. So they just write it and put it up there. Got to be way easier. <laughs> yeah. Just making a new poster. Honestly. So that's the, that's the poster I get to look at every time I deadlift. And that's an inspiration for I'm sure. I'm down with that. And the other inspiration, truly, is being around a bunch of strong people. Mm -hmm. um, if you're, I mean, gyms that are dedicated to the things that you like to do, God, it's really nice. And I, it's weird saying this, but it's really nice having somebody outlift you. Yeah. Like, it's nice to go see that yeah. and, and see it in person. Mm -hmm. um, I remember, because people will drop in at my gym before meets to lift on competition-specific equipment. And there was this one young woman who was, she looked about my weight class and I found out she was, and she starts setting up the bench and I saw her rack height, which was five, which is really low. Yeah. And I saw her setting up bench like that and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Uh -oh. Like just from seeing the short rack height. Mm -hmm. And then I watched her proceed to smash through like red plates and stuff on bench and she was little and just recently she's about to hit, um, she's getting close to a 200 pound bench. Oh, damn. And I'm like, I want to see it. Like, you're in my weight class. You'd be something. You live in my area. I would compete with you. Mm -hmm. But I'm more excited to see you succeed than me beat you. Like, I'm excited to see the limits of what you can do. Yeah. I think that's what being – I think that is truly the spirit of being a competitor is is not just wanting that for yourself but, uh, like, relishing that in others and being able to appreciate it too. Because, like, there are – and it sounds so uh, – Man, just like typical gym bro, when you say it to a person's face and mean it, but like when I'm in the lineup at a bodybuilding show, like registering and weighing in the day before the show, you're always sizing up people and you're like, ah, that guy's too tall. He's probably a light heavy. Like that guy, probably a lightweight. Like he's way shorter and like about as thin as I am. But then there's like, there's always that one, because I'm a pretty like lean middleweight like i wish if i were a perfect middleweight i would be like three inches shorter and you know like three inches wider but there's always like the stocky guy in my weight class where i'm like oh he's like he's like five inches shorter than me like that dude's oh i bet he's in god damn it i bet he's middleweight but like when you find out like hey uh what, what, what weight class are you in yeah i'm competing uh middleweight i'm like god Cool, cool, neat. I was like, well, you God look fucking it. great. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you literally, you've got it. Like, yeah. good luck because it's like, damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I wish, 
I, I, I wish you weren't in my class, but you look literally like you're doing a good job. So, like, being able to, like, mean it and look at, <laughs> look at another guy and be like, bro, you got it going on. And yeah. he's like, thanks, man. It's like, I can appreciate that. Like, um, uh, I don't know. He hasn't, hasn't competed in a while. And I know that I've talked about him a lot because I think he's a good competitor. Um, um, Brent Forrester, the guy here in town, um, who has just got the shape of a bodybuilder and, like, after, like doesn't even have to try. Um, although he does work very hard. It's like, he doesn't uh, have to try at all. He doesn't do shit. He's lazy. <laughs> he doesn't have to do anything. The opposite, actually. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's like I can, I can in, I, you know, even if I'm not competing, I can see somebody else who's competing being like, yeah, like, I'm really glad you're out there doing the thing because that's what's cool to me is, like, seeing somebody be able to do, like, I don't know, powerlifting is, like, freaky feats of human strength. Like, that's really awesome that you can do that. Um, so, yeah, I think keep that in mind, too. Like, if you're trying to, like, I don't know, uh, moderate what type of influence either the gym or, like, how to how to measure your time at the gym al- along with your other pillars or columns or, like, parts of your life, like, I think – um, it's also okay to like enjoy that from afar. Like you don't, I mean, I have friends who compete on the national and I, I have friends who are IFBB pros. So it's like, I can enjoy that vicariously through them and yeah, I'm still a part of it. I'm still, I feel like inclusive in that group, you know, as a, as a member of that community. So, um, yeah, I think like, and that's, I think one thing I thought about too, and kind of ties into this is like, I scroll through Instagram a lot and I don't really like a lot of things. It's free for me to do that. It costs me nothing to, like, drop somebody a like. Even if yep. it's, like, the most superficial and possibly damaging, like, inflated sense of, like... Self-worth. If, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, maybe I'm feeding the fire, but, like, I can at least support uh, support somebody for doing what I like to do. Oh, my so. God. I just recently came across a great Instagram page. It's called Girls with Irrelevant Captions. Oh, oh, this sounds like it would be right up my alley. All right. Oh, it's great. What do it's, you got? It'll be like a picture of a girl with like just pasties over and nipples bent over like from the side kind of thing. Like a total New haircut. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, not even like the ones that are worse than that. It'll be like, I'm, I'm really loving fall weather. The thing that I love the most, and it'll go on some long spiel about Dude. love, this, that, and the other. And be like, what do you guys like to have for breakfast? <laughs> And it's like I, I love that. Drop a comment below. Like, <laughs> please tell me what you like for breakfast. And she's like got like one finger over her nipples, and it's like right. I just that's what. Oh like, man. And then it'll it, it, there'll be guys in the comments. Your vagina and excuse me. Yeah. How I just why why would you say that to me? <laughs> just ignore it. Just ignore it. You're gonna get the shitty guys. Just yep. ignore it. Don't if give in to them. If you post your asshole. Like, yeah, but you yeah, don't I mean, get you upset know. if you catch a fish when you're putting a worm on a hook and you throw it in the water. Yep. Right, but, I mean, regardless, still, if you're a gross human, you're a gross human. You don't, you know, <laughs> men that are gross are gross, yep. right? I'm not going to, Yeah, like, no one's know, saying people, that they're not. Whatever, but... You just don't uh, get upset if you catch a fish when you're fishing. <laughs> that's going to happen. Everyone's going to encounter these terrible human beings online. Yep. And if you don't like it, don't engage them. Yep. Just yeah. don't engage I'm them. I'm just picturing like that Captain Ignore America it or meme. delete it. You can delete things you too. Can d- oh my God. Yes, you can Whenever delete Whenever people things, post the I bashing the on time. their stories, yeah. that takes them, let's say, one minute to do that. It takes half a second to block a person. Yeah. If you ever have a complaint about a person, you press the block button and it's mm-hmm. gone entirely. Yeah. Like there's and no if you reason get a message, to have like. If you get a message on Instagram from somebody you don't know, it doesn't go straight to your inbox. Yep. So you can just ignore it. Just like 
flags it for you. It right. reminds me of the Captain America meme where he like turns the chair around and he's like, so, but it's like, so, you've posted a picture of your asshole on Instagram. <laughs> like, what, here's what, do what next? to do. Yeah. <laughs> if, so. that's, if that's what you want to do. It's your page. A, you can yeah. do what you want. It matter. It's a gallery you know? at the end of the day. Who gives a shit? Right. But but, if but realize that your reactions to these things can either help your mental health or hurt your mental health. You see that caption on there? I want to see Me after one sip of McDonald's, McDonald's Sprite. Because, you know. So McDonald's Sprite is the hot thing to talk about. So the, the picture is a, a girl that's sort of pulling her pants down, and she's got a lot of underboob happening. She's very attractive as a, as a young woman, but the caption says... You know, autumn is my favorite season. Here's, oh, here's a, yeah, here's Literally a girl says, that's autumn uh, is my favorite pulling season. her shirt up in a bunch of leaves, and there's a guitar in the background. Naturally, um, fuck out of here. What? Yeah, there's a guitar just on the ground oh, in shit. this backyard, yep. and it says, uh, "Autumn is my favorite season." Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> like, I like to imagine that maybe <laughs> she was just alone in her backyard playing an acoustic guitar without a shoulder strap, so she's just holding it, and then. Someone comes along and is like, quick, do the thing. And she's like, ah, she <laughs> Here's dropped her guitar and showed half of her tit and was like, okay. And they said, what's your favorite season? You guys, I'm She's like, like, Summer, he's like, wrong. Guess again. <laughs> uh, wrong. Try. <laughs> like, he, he just like drops everything. Fucking Susan, for real. Like, look around. What do, what do you have the least fallen the on the ground? Yeah. What, what is, is going on? You know the rule. When you're right. playing guitar and I ask you what your favorite season is, you yeah. say. Get it right. <laughs> All right, so now here's another one. Like, I'll read this caption after both of you to see the photo. So, like, girl showing a little bit, like, midriff, right? Like, yeah. busty got, woman, yeah, right? Yeah, like, like, uh, like if that? you see this photo, Evening it's quite glow. literally, like, yeah. look at me. I'm attractive. Like, I'm doing my thing. Like, this is meant to be, like, yeah. a, a cutesy photo. Right. Yep. That's its entire intention. PSA. Not a sexy photo, dot, dot, dot. False. But please feel free to still supply engagement to make me feel like more than just my tits and ass. Oh, is this the relevant you, captions? Yep, that's oh. the caption. You called attention to it. Yep. Yeah, and it just it's a lack of self-awareness where you can go, I'm acknowledging my tits and my ass, but yeah. also here are five other facts about me. Yep. yep. But there's none. It just says, not a sexy photo. Mm. It Sorry, is, what? It, but it you is, have it six is. inches of cleavage. The, the thing is, it is a sexy photo, and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. No one's bashing sexy photos. Sexy photos. Yeah, Instagram wouldn't right. exist if it wasn't for slutty photos. For tits and ass. Yeah, exactly. Instagram. It is a sexy photo. And guess what? We're all proud of you for it's it. It's like Let's the rest of the internet. Like 90% of it, porn. Like, But then right. the top of that iceberg is like this shit we use, like Microsoft Outlook, where I send my work emails and like all that normal stuff. It's like Instagram. I like the juxtaposition of Microsoft Outlook. <laughs> With porn. With porn. <laughs> Those the, now we know Listen, the extremes of writing. When you're logging on, you either get one of two things, and it's either porn or, or emails. your work emails. Or um, porn emails. Or por- yep. That's you a whole other topic. You know that there's hot, single, slutty girls in your area? Did you Are know you that? still jerking off? All the time. Did you know that? Are you still jerking off alone? I Why? Heard a, There's a joke the other day. Yeah. An old man goes into a doctor's office to get his, his monthly or his yearly checkup, and the doctor says, uh, sir, I've got some bad news. And the guy goes, oh, no, what is it? He goes, you're going to have to stop masturbating. He goes, really? Why? He goes, because you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready to be a dad. Yeah. That was great. So uh, <laughs> another thing I love about this Instagram page is, they don't discriminate, so they have men on here too. Great. Oh, give oh, it dudes. to me. Yeah, Come so on. This one is too. a guy taking like a very posed photo, obviously, like him in like a big black cloak in the middle of like a fucking desert somewhere. What the fuck? Let's see what's going on here. It, so, yeah. what? 
So his text is, maybe wine is constant proof that God loves us and loves to see us happy. And perhaps war is God's way of teaching Americans geography. Either way, we can agree that everyone looks better in the color black. I'm having a heart attack because that just went, that ping-ponged off of a lot of different <laughs> yeah. and, and then, yep. and then, shruggy emoji, black heart, water droplets. So can we break that down? Because it first started with um, a, a, a wine mom type of. Yep. And yeah. then it and then went he tries to, to make Americans are warrior. stupid. Yeah. And then what was the rest of it? Everyone Something looks better in black. Yeah, he's accurate, that's where he wraps it up. Accurate, but also where did where did we go here? He's pandering to a lot of audiences. He, with you that know, one. he has a photo of him where he's probably been at his leanest. He looks the best he's ever seen. He paid someone to go out into the fucking desert with him and take pictures. And he missed alcohol. And he didn't have anything to say, which is why this Instagram page exists. Because girls are this like, My great. ass looks phenomenal here. Well, I'm not a slut though. Um the thing about mental struggles is can trials, I, can tribulations. Can I tie this back into something that we were talking about? Sure. So all of this is obviously trying to reach an audience. And when you are, uh, if you're, you know, let me back up. Let me be coherent. English. So when you are part of these types of fitness cultures, social media is a big role in it mm-hmm. right we yep. all i mean all of us have social media yep. we've connected over it we're streaming the social media right now um and when you are getting over injuries or finding this work-life balance or doing any of those things social media can sometimes make it difficult oh, because yeah. there's a constant comparison game um and not not only of other people but also of yourself if you have a training log like me or mm-hmm. if you've had past shows where you've come in lean yep. and, and you look at these things and you go maybe my worth isn't good enough anymore oh, yeah. because of what other people have done and what I'm no longer achieving mm-hmm. and that's some of like that's a hard thing to deal with that's when rough. you are trying to deal with injury and and you know Especially when I just saw my squat not moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd be like, oh, six months ago, my squat was the same. A year ago, my squat was the same. I haven't done anything. What's going on? Yeah. So in one way, that was kind of helpful because it helped me realize, like, something's going on. It's time to, it's time to get serious about recovery here and, yeah. and figuring this out. Um, but the other part of me is also just like, well, I no longer have that social currency mm-hmm. that I did before. Um, and one of the things that I stopped, so I, I'm sure many of you see me on Instagram, I stopped tagging hashtags altogether yeah. because I realized that using those hashtags are ultimately me trying to gain that social currency, mm-hmm. but I need to stop trying to attract people in that way and just, if I know you, I know you and we'll yeah. follow each other. You know, I don't need to be famous online. That's yeah. not a, it's not a goal. Um, but yeah, so bringing up social media and figuring out how that fits into the injured aspect, I think, is <sighs> something I'm still dealing with. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, w- I was thinking the exact same. Before we got on the topic of like Instagram and captions matching, I literally had a moment last uh, a couple nights ago. And if Laura listens to this, I'm, she'll laugh because I had like... What is it, Papa? <laughs> Papa? Papa Ryan? Uh, she... She was in the kitchen, and I was looking through Instagram, and I I follow just a, I mean, a bunch of people locally that compete, and it was like four in a row, and it was guys, it was it was 
two, three women and a guy that I follow who are local competitors. I won't name names. But it was like, uh, one of them was like a progress photo, but it was like the bikini, like it was uh, like face the curtain pose, like the rear, like where you're basically poking out your ass. Um, and you, I mean. And autumn is your favorite. And autumn, yeah. <laughs> With, mm-hmm. if autumn is your favorite <laughs> season, then show a picture of your asshole. Um, the algorithm right there. Yeah. But it's like, it, the caption was like, believe in yourself and it was you know very motivational it was like don't don't ever second guess yourself and i was like and then from there you go to like bending over pulling apart your ass cheeks and showing your asshole to somebody it's like i can't there was like an inconcurrency there so i unfollowed that person and then like scrolled down and there was a dude uh bodybuilder who had like a boudoir shoot uh like an underwear model sort of boudoir thing whenever he was in uh in prep and he was like on on laying on his bed and i, I know that's not that motherfucker's bed because it was like this nice ass like 50 pillows on the back it I, was a set bed yeah it was a set bed and so he's got like one hand like the thumb in like his no, yeah pushing him down yeah. pushing him down Ooh, he's that's like, like a calvin klein pose. one arm up and it was just like it literally was it was like me when i'm thinking about brunch or something like that <laughs> i was like god damn it like unfollow that person so it's yeah it's you gotta like what what just as much as we're talking <laughs> about protecting our our thoughts in real life of how we are interacting with the gym you have to protect it on social media too yeah thanks for rounding that out because i was having a hard time listen we both have our jobs you have <laughs> yours i have mine <laughs> exactly that works out uh i actually just got a it, I, if I was looking at my phone, I got a voicemail from somebody who runs a gym over by the Gander Mountain and wanted me to check it out. Really? It may be a podcast request. So stay tuned. Today? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what kind of gym is it? We got to train today. Uh, the, the voicemail message reads, Y'all, this hey. is some live on-air work. Hey, Ryan. This is Joe. I manage the fitness club. This, and granted, my text-to-speech voicemail might not be perfect it's always way off this is joe i manage the fitness club this preview center how we're in the trailer in front of old gander mountain facility and i was just calling to see if you got a chance like got a chance to stop by as if like i already knew about this and i was planning on it um, and check out what we're gonna have the offer i'll give a great special going on right now so if you want you can either stop by today before five, or give me a call back, and I hope to see you soon. Um, yeah, I'm probably gonna call Joe back and see what's where's up about. Th- where's the closest Gander Mountain? Uh, I think it's in O'Fallon. Okay. I think. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, we're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna. See I like that text to speech. That was that made it feel <laughs> like I was trying to understand things through a. Can stroke. you two for microwave tomorrow refrigerator? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Peep one our time page Ron for called me and I think he was saying like he left a voicemail that essentially said like hi baby something something but my text to speech said like hello it's Grandma Judy nah. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing it I, I was remember like, that leaving one. the gym yeah. and I was like Grandma Judy <laughs> like what is going on like, what happened today? to Grandma <laughs> <laughs> Grandma Judy called she me fell. and said some Grandma very fell. strange things <laughs> in a very low voice. <laughs> Grandma Judy was getting a little too personal <laughs> today. 
All right. So it's been about one hour and seven minutes of chit chattering. We did it. We did we can it. Go ahead and bring this full circle right now. So yeah. I think closing remarks. Yeah, I think Danny had a very good way of summing it up, which was, and you can absolutely correct me on this and fill in the blanks, but it was essentially like the theme here is protecting your time and mental health when balancing powerlifting and bodybuilding with other parts or pillars of your life, you know, whether that's, you know, physically doing it or whether you do it online, like just be conscious of the way that you, you balance your life, allow yourself to have balance in your life outside of, you know, either living in the gym or not living in the gym, like realize there's a gray area and it's not just black and white. Um, and take care of yourself that way. Yeah. Does that sound like a good. Yeah, sound? I think so. I think if you're if okay. you're involved in gym culture, you're clearly trying to take care of yourself. Yeah. And that is a holistic view, mm-hmm. mentally and physically. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what would the uh, curls will get you girls be today? Oh my God! So anyway, before we get to that point, though, I am at C Ron Squat and stuff. Oh uh, yeah, on the IG, I'm mm. Ryan with an I. I am Dr. Danny Deadlifts, and my favorite season is autumn. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and curls will get you girls, but... A bum piriformis will get you a really good bench. Okay, bye. Do it.